Tatiana, could you explain to us the importance of giving house chores to children? I think it's the importance of giving kids responsibilities, right? So whether it's chores, whether it is, um, you know, little tasks around the house that have nothing to do with tidying up the house, because people often think that chores means that, right? But just little responsibilities around the house or even at school is really important for kids because it teaches them responsibility. It teaches them accountability. It helps develop upon their planning skills, right? Because mm-hmm. if they have to organize themselves for these tasks. Um, <clears throat> so that it, it is extremely important. Um, and I don't think that, um, you know, I mean, of course, there are certain tasks which are more age dependent. So you wouldn't want to be giving cooking, for example, to a three-year-old, right? right. Um, there are tasks that are age appropriate, but even at the young age of two, I think that parents should start giving their kids a little bit of responsibilities around the home because it's good for them. Yeah, wow. and also age of two. At some point, because okay. um, kids hate chores, I'm just trying to figure mm. out where it went wrong for me because I love doing chores. <laughs> well, it's not about where it went wrong. It's about <laughs> you being wrong, but never mind. Um, Kajana, could you walk us through, you know, you said it's not just about sort of tiling house, some examples mm. of chores that children can, you know, do. Mm. I mean, like, if we go back to sort of what I said about being two years old, you know, something as simple as putting their toys away after they play um, or putting mm. oh. their clothes in the laundry hamper when they're getting, you know, you can help them get undressed or get dressed every day. And then, you know, they have the little task of putting it into the hamper, right? So it doesn't have to be things that contribute massively to the upkeep of the home, but it's no. just giving them things that they are responsible and accountable for, right? So that can, I mean, if you have a pet, like having them sort of put the feed into the bowl right it doesn't have to be something too major um but just so that it's something that they can take pride in as well that they did really well so it's a sense of accomplishment and again responsibility and accountability so um you know for bigger kids like in primary school i would not be afraid to give them little tasks around the home um they don't have to be responsible for cooking but they can help for example lay the table they can help chop up sort of the 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 fruits and veggies if Mm -hmm. they're if they're old enough so i think that a lot of parents that i speak to when we talk about chores are, are very hesitant to do so because they feel that oh it's just a lot faster for me to do it or it's a lot more efficient or Mm. chances are they won't break something if I do it right Mm. Um, but by not doing it you're not teaching the children these skills right and so what usually happens is that parents then expect suddenly overnight when the kids are teenagers that they'll be able to want to do it and know how to do it and that's not the case because they haven't had any practice it wasn't something that they were allowed to experiment with growing up so I think that the sooner we start our kids the better. All right, so yeah. the, the little things because I, I never thought about putting away their toys was mm. a chore. It was just something that mm. kids should do, right? But I yes. suppose, yeah. But it's not like, hey, two-year-old, go and go get groceries for the family. It's not like mm-hmm. that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Would be Damn great me. if they could, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say you're the car yeah. keys, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, you mentioned some of the um, sort of different aspects of what kids learn from doing house chores. Could you mm. break that down a little bit further for us? So, I mean, the first thing that, again, it teaches kids is it, you're giving them something to be responsible for, right? And and that is something that we need in adult life because when we become adults, all of a sudden, there are all of these day-to-day responsibilities, bills, our jobs, our family, all of, you know, work. There are all these things that we have to do in order to um, function day-to-day.
day. And I think that if we're not teaching kids about the concept of responsibility very early on, again, very much like the earlier example, when they reach adulthood, they're going to find themselves a little bit flustered, not really knowing how to do all of these things. Mm -hmm. So showing um, kids at a young age that they have things that they have to do, even if they don't like it, is also something that's a positive skill. Right. So I was going to ask you about that because, you know, there's a lot of um, talk about building resilience and grit Mm. with our kids. And like, you know, the last time I had a conversation with someone about this, it was about the fact that when you have to do something that you don't want to do, but you Mm -hmm. choose to do it anyway, Mm -hmm. that is part and parcel of building that resilience and grit. Mm -hmm. I mean, is that true of the chores of I don't want to, but I have to? Absolutely, right? And I think that if you speak to a lot of kids nowadays or a lot of teenagers nowadays, they will tell you like, I don't want to and therefore I shouldn't. And it's such a difficult task because I don't want to pop their bubble and and sort of make them dread adult life. But the reality is in adult life, we do a lot of things we don't want to do, you know, And um, but we have to, right? So you're absolutely right. So introducing kids to that concept is really important that not everything has to be driven by want and interest and fun. That it's just, uh, for example, you know something that you have to do but something you can still be proud of right so Mm. that is one big part of resilience the other thing as well which I think that a lot of parents want to kind of just gloss over because like I said earlier they say that it's just a lot easier a lot faster a lot more efficient if I do it less messy yeah less messy you're not teaching our children or you're not teaching your child what the consequences of making mistakes are or how to fail or how to fail. And, and, and I often get this evil glare when I talk to parents about how the key to resilience is embracing failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say, no, we shouldn't be encouraging failure. So I'm not asking you to encourage failure. I'm asking you to embrace it and accept that it's Because it is going to happen. It is going to happen. So if your child um, is laying the table and stacks plates up high and then that causes a couple of the plates to break and fall down, what that's going to teach them is that probably don't do that next time, right? But if we're not teaching them through experience and they're not having these negative things happen, the minute something unexpected occurs, they take it a little bit more harshly. They blame themselves significantly for it or they feel like there's something wrong with them, right? So Mm. I think that it's definitely something that we should introduce to our kids. You know, of course, make things age appropriate. Make something, you know, don't don't give them chores that are maybe too difficult for them to manage at their age, but just little things that they can be accountable for. And again, they can be proud of. So don't feel afraid to praise your kid for putting their clothes in the hamper, right? Mm. Or praising your kid for taking their plate to the sink after they're done eating, right? Those are things that will teach your child that, you know, hey, this is something that, that, you know, I can do and I can do really well. So when they're when we're elevating them from taking your plate to the sink to washing the dishes, it's a transition that's easy. Cause I'm like, yeah, I could do that. I can do this, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But if we're kind of like, no, you don't have to do anything. And then all of a sudden one day do it all. They're not going to know how to, how to deal with that. I'm still slightly right. traumatized by the plates breaking right now. So I'm like, my entire collection. <laughs> I oh, thought no. you might be actually talking about being traumatized about plates breaking, you know, mm-hmm. What about those times when you give chores to the kids that aren't age appropriate or that they can't do? What kind of effect is that going to have as a negative impact? I think it really, well, there's two things that come to mind. The first thing is that if you're giving your child something that is clearly not appropriate for their age, so like JD says, giving your two-year-old the the, the car keys and getting them to go buy groceries, right? (laughs) What that's going to do is that it's going to uh, encourage a lot 
of negative or low self-esteem because right. they're going to be very conscious of the fact that they can't do this and they can't figure it out. It's a skill they might not be able to do no matter how hard they try. So it kind of makes them feel really unaccomplished, right? And it makes them feel like right. there's something wrong with them. It's setting themselves up, setting them up for failure. Precisely, right? You're giving them shoes that are too big to walk in, right? Mm. So there are certain tasks which, you know, I feel we have to be conscious of whether it's age appropriate, right? Because you could run the risk of best case, sadly to say, best case scenario that they get kind of demotivated and have you know sort of low self-esteem about or worst case scenario they could get properly hurt right so for example mm. not the keys example jd but just giving your toddler a sharp knife for example yeah they could get i was thinking about that the, the cooking thing you want to help get your kids yeah. to help you out in the kitchen but then yeah you don't want them to do it on your own or like start deep frying stuff at two years exactly. old right yeah yeah, I yeah. mean, use a butter knife, right? I mean, like my first interaction in the kitchen was a butter knife and a bowl of flour that they were not going to use in the food. But it was about teaching <laughs> kids, you know, that they can have a place in the kitchen so it's not intimidating. Yes. But if you give them tasks that are too complicated, one, I see it affecting their self-esteem quite significantly if they don't do them right. But also the other half is that it really is also dependent on how the parents respond to it. So if you're giving your kid a child, a child, a task, sorry, mm -hmm. if you're giving your kid a task that is way too complicated for them and you know that they're probably going to fail, if you point that out and kind of call them names and put them down because they couldn't mm. do it that's going to impact it but if you treat it as something that you're kind of expecting and go it's okay we can try it this way you know and you're kind of giving them constructive ways it could actually be a positive right so mm. it really depends on on how the parents deal with it as well because i've seen some parents really rub it in their kids faces when things break and just you know call them careless and say why would you do that you know but so yeah so i think it depends on how yeah. we respond yeah, like the old ways is always like it's never good enough. It's never going to be the way grandma wants it, right? So no. we've got to be careful. <laughs> until that. we're grown ups, it's never good enough. Still, like, like, yes, no, exactly. Not until still. I know, right? Yeah, still. I'm um, waiting for that day to happen. Hasn't shown up yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this, right? Because I know this is a bone of contention with the parents that I know. But mm. do we reward our kids for <laughs> completing house <laughs> chores? Mm. So here's the thing. I feel, I mean, and, and this is, again, something that often gets me the glare from. Human beings are driven by incentive, right? But the as carrot, we get, right? Yeah, the carrot. But as we get older, we're a lot better at waiting for said carrot, right? Mm. But when, little, when we have children, and we talked a lot about sort of how their brain's developing, long-term goals aren't great for children. They don't know, their brains can't hold on to long-term goals as well as short-term goals, right? Yeah. So when people say, oh, but I don't want to teach my child to be driven by reward, I mean, sorry, we all are. We're all driven by the possibility yeah. of reward, right? And so I think that to start with the little ones, I would definitely use incentives. It doesn't have to be, there's a thing is, it doesn't have to be like monetary or material rewards. It could be as simple as just telling them good job or giving them a cuddle, right? It doesn't have to be like a big, you know, or like ice cream. Right. Yeah, or ice cream, right? Yeah. So that's the thing I would say with the with the with mm. the little ones. And if you're mm. starting to have kids who really struggle with motivation, yeah, go ahead and, and and put, you know, screen time as an incentive or something. But it should not be something that you do on the spot when you want them to do something. Because what that teaches them is that, hey, I can actually barter or negotiate for something. Right. What you want is to have a standard list of rules at home with incentives tacked on to the more difficult mm. tasks so that the kids know I can choose whether 
whether or not I want to work for that. Because right. there is a very clear system. Because I have conversations with with fellow moms and, you know, they have kids who will do the chores because the reward is either X amount of money, for example. And once yeah. they've got that, that sum, they've gone to go and get whatever they want and they stop doing the chores. Whereas mm-hmm. the way I was raised was, you know, eight years old, you get up in the morning. The first thing you do is we suck with the floor. Yes. And so it's just something you do because you're part of the family team and this is what we do to Child keep our labor. house lovely <laughs> and yeah, clean and lovely. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like there's no way I would pay my son mm. to put his clothes in a hamper or mm-hmm. to load the washing machine or anything like that. Or is it like, 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 like mowing the lawn on a Saturday or you're helping mm. your dad? It's mm. like, okay, if you do this for sit like every Saturday for like a whole year, at the end of that year, you're going to get mm. this, whatever. That, mm-hmm. Is that a better plan? Well, the year might be too long, again, depending on how young mm. your kid is, right? So if you're dealing with, for example, a six or seven-year-old, they won't, they'll probably be incentivized for the first couple of days right. and then they'll give up because it's too long. But yes. I kind of agree also with what, what you're saying, Asha, is because the other thing is that you kind of have to make it part of a routine though, right? Because yeah. for you, it was a routine. Get mm, up in mm. the morning at eight. It was an expectation of your day-to-day life. It wasn't something that we're kind of asking you to do. You just kind of have to do it, right? And so exactly. that's what we want our kids kids to learn so yeah. ideally if we can make it like a fun activity because remember when they're little they're excited about everything they want to be a part of everything and so you want to capture that while you can when they're excited about standing with you when you're in the kitchen or by the sink or folding clothes that will go away <laughs> you know so yes. you want to capture them at that at that stage and make it something that they feel excited about and then if motivation wanes then yes you can do that i mean of course you can kind of still push them and be like, look, sorry, if you don't do your chores, there's mm. a consequence, which I think a lot of parents are more comfortable with having consequences for not doing chores. Mm. I was going to ask you yeah. that because, yeah. you know, um, as they get older, you know, and you've got maybe a child that's bigger than you going, no, I'm not doing it. And off they walk. Like you can't yeah. just pick them up and <laughs> not no. that I would, would condone that, but you know what I mean? <laughs> so how do you um, get children to do their chores when they are flat out refusing? So what we know about incentivizing kids or motivating kids is that kids are driven more by positive reinforcement versus negative reinforcement. So positive means giving them something or having them work for something. Um, and the negative is if, is uh, taking something away from them, right? right. So with withholding something. So um, research has shown us that the positive is way more effective, right? And it's more more encouraging for kids. But of course, if kids, you know, I, what I think is you should have kind of a little bit of a middle ground. So for things that you find your child struggling to do, there should be um, uh, incentives available, which they can work toward. But at the same time, there is sort of like a middle, there's like a, a little gray area where if they do the bare minimum, they don't get anything or they get kind of, you know, it's, it's fine. But if they cross a particular line and as parents, you kind of do that like for example if they don't do the task after two days um, or if they talk back or if they do something that's a limit and all parents have their own then there's a consequence right Mm. because that's teaching them ultimately also what being an adult is like right I mean if you try hard you get a reward if you don't you just cruise through life but if you cross a line there's a consequence and that is based everything in a vacuum Mm. so I was going to say like you know um to, to understand you correctly, for example, instead of saying you get no internet until you do this, it's mm. more like uh, you get X amount of internet time for this chore, then that chore, mm. then that chore. So mm-hmm. it's like the positive of what you're going to be getting versus if you don't do it, you don't get any. 
Is that right? Yep. I think yeah. it's just so about rephrasing kind of, how you actually tell it. Exactly. Them, right? Yes, precisely. So if you're using screen time as an incentive, right, which is yeah. something a lot of parents do nowadays, mm. what I would say is like, okay, if you get this task done by the end of today, you get an extra 30 minutes on your device today, right? right. If they don't get it done by today, then they get no incentive. They're just, they just... You, they it's get their device anyway. Day. Right. It's just a normal day. But if they're not doing the task, say 24 to 48 hours later, they get 30 minutes deducted from their screen time. Mm-hmm. So you see how there is a benefit, there is a nothing, mm-hmm. and there is a removal, right? right? So I think that is a more healthy way than doing everything with consequences, which, like I said, yeah. I feel a lot more Asian parents are happy with consequences and not incentives. Yeah. Um, but I think a combo of both is, is what I would do um, to keep to keep kids motivated. And the mm. thing is that once your child has gotten into the routine, like you said, then what you want to do is to start making these incentives harder and harder to reach, right? Mm. And a lot further apart. Because then what you're also doing is making sure that your child isn't dependent on incentives or at least short-term incentives um, to get things done, right? Mm. So it's not about like, because I've had parents complain like, oh, please tell me I don't have to incentivize my child every single day. You don't. The key is to do it so that they know that it's a routine, that it's something that's expected of them every day, then eventually right. phasing out. So it becomes part of your life without needing something in return. Yeah. Actually, you know, I was just thinking about this. A lot of wives can do this with their husbands as well because there are a lot of man-child husbands out there who don't do any chores mm-hmm. as well, right? We, we do. You guys just don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I use with, with, with my kid, uh, the, 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 the incentive is actually the, the, the torture or the consequence is actually the torture of me just going now 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 wow and it's he knows <laughs> so yeah no it, it is annoying so it's like it's like i actually prefaced this when when i kept having to repeat i was like listen this is the thing mm. you either do it mm. or you say you're going to do it later and you carry it out if not you forget so i'm gonna i'm gonna remind you to do it straight away mm-hmm. and if not i'm just gonna say now 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 until you do it Mm-hmm. So that's what I did the first couple of times. I just stood there going, now, 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 now. Okay, and enough, like, enough. Oh my gosh, enough. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, so that was good. It worked. It, it, worked, yeah. it, took. it works. Yeah. For Sometimes me. that's enough. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> that's enough. You don't need to take something away. Just introducing exactly. something just, they don't want to do. Just be irritated. Yeah. Exactly. Irritated. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, you said we can start teaching our kids uh, to do chores or to be a part of the 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 t- household the chore game. call it that yeah the chore, chore game, game. Um, as early as two so what's the best way to start teaching our kids to do chores say mm. they're two or mm. say they're fifteen and they've never done it like how do we start what's the best mm. way so the thing is to kind of first always make it fun right always make it into a game if you can right so what you could do is after they get you know when they get up in the morning so we're talking about putting clothes away in the hamper right so after they get up in the morning you can be like okay so where do we put the clothes now you know you kind of take it and you make a game of like chucking it into the bin or things like that so it's stuff that you want to make kids find enjoyable right the other thing you could do which some parents I'm encouraging to do is you could literally go online and print out visuals of what all of these different tasks are are gonna look like right so you make it a game where okay so what do we do like with this picture you pick up the shirt and where does it go you know notice how my voice changes when i talk to children mm-hmm. but that's kind of what it's like it's so- working for me yeah. <laughs> like, i'm like what shirt teacher <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of it right so you want to make it something that is very much game like for them when they're younger um and to have diagrams if it's something that you feel your child responds to well when mm. they kind of start getting a bit more independent so we're talking about 
maybe like four or five around that age, right? You can have a bit of a bit of a morning routine schedule printed out in their in their bedroom where they have. To, and I love this because I one of my, um, my my best friends an ABA therapist. She has this in her office, and it's basically just like different tasks that they have to do during the day, and little Velcro stickers that they get to put on it when they've done it or pull it off when they've done it, whichever they prefer. And so you could have like you know when they wake up, you know they pull one off, and then when they go brush their teeth, they pull one off. It becomes again a game right but it teaches them the routine of doing all of those things so that's kind of how we get our kids into the into the model of hey this is what you have to do right um you can also go as far as to say like i've got this now and it's something called a now and then chart which you can download off the internet so you can say for example now is brush your teeth then have i don't know watch tv right so you have pictures so you teach your kids okay now this then this right there are so many resources on the internet that help with parents who have younger children who are more visual learners. You could take that, laminate it, stick it up in your in your child's bedroom. And these are the ways that your kids will be excited because it feels like a game. It doesn't feel like work. Um, mm. But it also teaches them how to be organized. But then I tell you the parents from like the 50s and 60s are probably going to go, that's not going to work. Back in my time, uh, it wasn't yeah. one now and then. It was just now and then even more work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was gonna I was gonna say what about teens though? And and the reason I asked this is because recently I came across um I was I happened to have something on on when I was cooking dinner, just listening to it, and I couldn't believe that this kid that was going off to college mm. was what 17, 18 years old mm. and had never used a washing machine in their <gasps> life. And now I blame the parents, obviously, for yeah. that. Um yeah. and in Asia we do have this culture of having, you know, um maids or house help or whatever. Yeah. Um so how do parents of older kids start teaching that when it's, you know, a very Correct foreign concept? Man. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's the thing. I, 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 sadly, I kind of agree with you, right? Is that that's something that had to be instilled in the home, right? And so if they're not doing it, it's because they were never required to. And so, yeah, when they go off to university, it is something that's going to be very challenging for them to deal with, right? Mm. So I would say if you can get ahead of it, then then do it. Um, but if you have somehow allowed your child or your teen to go through most of its life or most of their life um, without kind of having to do anything, then what you need to do is to kind of sit them down and be like, okay, so this is what's going to happen, right? These are all of the, the things that I need you to do around the house, right? And so just kind of lay things out for them. You will get resistance because they've gone 15, 16, 17 years without ever having had to do them. Unfamiliar. So mm. Unfamiliar. So the resistance will be there and you might need to use incentives or, or consequences to get them on, on board. But, you know, it, it is not something that they can't learn and it is important for them to learn like i mean i left for college at 17 and unfortunately uh i had never used a washing machine oh really okay Um, okay no that's a life skill right so what happened (laughs) so i mean like my grandma was quite happy to have me in the kitchen i I was doing everything else but the laundry right and so going off to college i had ruined quite a fair amount of my clothes because i had (laughs) did not know how to use a washing machine and didn't know you have to separate whites and colors and all that but you know but i was living in a foreign country by myself and it's kind of like being thrown in the deep end and you had to learn right yes but a lot of these kids who are living at home, they don't really feel like they have to because if they don't do their laundry, someone will do them, right? Mm, So that's the other thing, right? So if you want your child to do these chores, do not jump up when they don't do them because that's why they probably aren't going to because they're not being motivated or 
or like, you know, ha- suffering the natural it. consequences of having yes. no clean clothes, right? Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, don't have clean underwear. There's the washing machine, yeah. you know, like, yes. don't like that. There's a lot of dirty dishes in your, in your bedroom, bring them down and wash them. Right. So yeah. I think parents get very uncomfortable and, and the helpers as well. They get very uncomfortable over letting things in Malay. We call them Malay. Just kind of like going on, right? So they yes. will like after three days, they'll be like, ah, it's okay, lah, I will wash the clothes, you know. But they know that you're not teaching them how to do it. So I would say yes. let the kid run off with their last pair of underwear, right? Yep. That is how they will go, okay, dang it, how do I learn how to use the washing machine? <laughs> so what was it? Um, the, the, the need, the necessity. Right? Yes. Necessity will get them to learn. You had to yeah. flip it around or you clean it uh, in the washing machine, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. You just have to. Mm. So what would be your advice then um, for parents who hand out too much or even too little chores to their children, passing mm. words on the subject? Mm. Well, I, I, I think that as is similar with everything, parents, you are your child's first introduction into what life is going to be like. And so if you're not teaching your kids certain skills or you are overprotecting them from certain things, those are things that they're not going to learn from anywhere else, right? Mm. So when they do go into the outside world, when they're old enough, even when they start school, when they're engaging with other people, they are going to either, they're probably not going to have the skills that they would need, right? And they'd have to kind of figure them out themselves. So I say, you know, give kids, you know, give kids the foundation, give kids the the, the, the building blocks. I read this quote the other day that says that, you know, children are on loan, and that kind of made me a little sad. But yeah, but it's, it really is true. Children are on loan and you have hopefully 18 years to be able to fashion them with as much skills as you can before they, they greet the outside world. And so I think, yeah, parents need to remember that if you want your child to take on skills that are positive, or that you know that you believe in you need to be the person to teach them that if you feel that household chores are not important because there's an expectation that they always have hired help then that is your choice but it is important to be able to teach your children these skills as early as possible so yes be mindful of their limitations based on their age and their emotional development Um, make your own assessment as a parent as to what they can handle and what they can't but don't overprotect them to the point where they don't do anything because one day soon, the big bad world is going to greet them and they might not have the skills they need by that time. 